Friday's U.S. jobs data blasts past all expectations, sent the U.S. yields and the U.S. dollar rallying, while U.S. stocks renewed record on strong technology earnings. So the new week will be slow in terms of economic data and quite crowded in terms of corporate earnings. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. All right, so I guess everyone saw the blowout jobs figure released in the US on Friday. And I am sure not many were expecting to see such a strong number. I mean, I was not personally. So Friday's jobs data literally fell like a bomb in the financial markets and the trading rooms. The US economy added 353,000 non-farm jobs last month. That blasted past all expectations because the consensus was around 185,000 new job additions, remember? The average wage growth accelerated to 4.5% and Unexpectedly, and unemployment rate remains steady at 3.7% level. So women are apparently partly to blame for the strong NFP number as their job gains outpaced men's over the past three months. But then who is to blame for the 4.5% rise in salaries? Certainly not the women. So here we are today, finding ourselves with an NFP number above 350,000 just a few weeks before the Federal Reserve will presumably start cutting the interest rates. The jobs numbers in the US are looking great, to say the least, and the US economic growth continues to surprise to the upside. And none of these numbers point to recession or to a need for the Fed to start cutting the interest rates in a hurry. The only place of pain is the regional banks that are coming back on the table with all these resurfacing worries. But besides that, nothing but nothing suggests that the Fed should be cutting the rates. As such, a March rate cut from the Fed is looking like a pipe dream, really. Activity on Fed funds futures now gives less than 20% chance for a rate cut to happen in March in the US. Because remember, this very probability stood at around 80% at the start of this year. And the probability of a May rate cut from the Fed has fallen to around 70%, whereas the market was pricing a May rate cut near almost 100% just last week, just before the US jobs data. So these rate cut probabilities melt just like the snow under this aggressive January sun in Switzerland. Little has left to keep hopes up for the Fed those and the dramatic jobs numbers of Friday met a dramatic reaction from the bond markets. The US two-year yield, which actually best captures the Federal Reserve's rate cuts bets, so jumped more than 20 basis points from below 420 to above 440%. The 10-year yield jumped past the 4% level and the US dollar index rallied past its 200-day moving average and reached the highest level since early December. And earlier last week, I think, remember, I was actually mentioning three risks for a potentially stronger US dollar. And one was the risk of inflation resurging. So we haven't seen that just yet. But the second was, remember, I was saying if the U.S. economy performs better than the others or the others perform more poorly than the U.S. economy, then the U.S. dollar would gain. And in this case, the European economies avoided recession last quarter. But 
well, the U.S. jobs data came to eclipse that near flat growth. Then third, I was saying that the economic shock, an economic shock could just help the U.S. dollar gain. And last week's resurfacing regional bank worries falls right into this category. So the U.S. dollar is stronger across the board, and that strength is justified and backed by strong economic data and the bank stress. So the euro dollar slipped below the 108 level on the back of a broad-based rally in the U.S. dollar on Friday and hit my 100-day moving average bearish target. Now, the strengthening trend and momentum indicators for the euro dollar and a reasonable RSI index suggest that the euro sell-off could extend. And the next bearish target from here stands at 107.10 level, which is the major 61.8% Fibonacci retracement on October to December rally. The dollar-yen, on the other hand, which has started to have a taste of the 145s last week, is back above the 148 level, and cable is back testing the 126 level to the downside. And as we don't have life-changing data from the US and elsewhere this week, the market will likely digest these strong jobs data from the U.S. for the week, and that could eventually help the U.S. dollar consolidate and perhaps extend gains across the board. The most important events of well, this week's economic calendar are the Chinese inflation numbers and the Reserve Bank of Australia's rate decision. Now, deflation in China is expected to have accelerated, and the Reserve Bank of Australia is expected to keep its rates unchanged at this week's meeting. The Aussie dollar slipped below its 100-day moving average and is testing the 65 cents support to the downside this morning, and China's inability to boost appetite, retreat in iron ore prices, and now this strong, strong US dollar should actually continue to weigh on the Aussie moving forward. So that's pretty much it for yields and FX. So in summary, the US sovereign bond yields jumped on Friday after the blowout jobs data from the US and the US dollar rallied against well, its major peers. Now, interestingly and quite happily, the jump in the US yields on Friday and a severe retreat in Federal Reserve rate cut bets, well, didn't really impact the stock markets at all all because stock traders were in such a great mood on Friday that the good jobs data was almost welcome as a sign of well, strong economic growth moving forward. That meant, well, good future earnings for a corporation. So Meta jumped 20% to a fresh all-time high. The company gained more than 200 billion US dollars in market valuation in just one trading session. So 200 billion US dollars is huge. That was the biggest one day gain in the history of one day gains. Amazon jumps nearly 8% and is finally back to its long term ascending trend. Then Nvidia hit a fresh record, of course, because why not? And the S&P 500 closed at a fresh record. And the funny thing about all this is half of the S&P 500's early year gains are due to the magnificent seven stocks because the equal weight index has been completely flat, guys. I mean, flat. And with most of the big technology earnings out of the way without much disappointment and without much pain, on the contrary, well, I guess that 
there is nothing to worry too much about for the overall trend for the big technology stocks. Because whatever happens to Fed expectations, well, there is always something good to trade. I mean, bad economic news means sooner and faster Fed rate cuts. And well, good economic news means better corporate profits. So what can go wrong, right? Well, you know what, the last time, remember, I asked that question, what could go wrong, I gave the answer of, well, energy prices could eventually go wrong. But this time around, it's not even the case, because the barrel of US crude fell to $72 per barrel level last week and is not much higher this morning, and that despite the US retaliation on healthies for last weekend's attacks. And there is always this risk of escalation with Iran, of course, but that risk is not being properly priced in for oil for the moment. On the contrary, trend and momentum indicators suggest that there is room for further sliding prices. So any price rallies could actually be interesting tactical short positions targeting the $70 per barrel level. In the medium run, however, I believe that $68 to $70 range should act as a strong support. And a last word about the big oil earnings for today, well, both ExxonMobil and Chevron announced better than expected fourth quarter results on Friday's session. So Chevron raises dividend after posting a record output. As such, Exxon said 0.40% while Chevron gained nearly 3% after the results. So voila, we have another crowded week in terms of earnings. The sense Ford, BP, Alibaba and Disney are among the closely watched companies that are expected to go to earnings confessional throughout this week. So we are going to be watching and commenting on all that. But this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşköy and thank you for joining me this Monday. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please, well, don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading. Music